0: hey everyone welcome to ff in the six podcast episode eight i'm your host anthony bandu and our co-host johnny schirmer is with us as well it's a good uh weekend i guess for some of us there uh in the playoffs you know unfortunately for me i was eliminated in my league johnny how's it looking for you so far
1: it's looking pretty good. I think I'm okay in all three of my leagues so far. I got, I got two wins out of the uh, two leagues. I was in the playoffs and one of them, I'm still waiting. Um, but it's looking good for me. It sucks to see that you got eliminated, but that's fantasy for you.
0: Yeah. It's a tough, tough year for me, but you know, I'm looking forward to next year as you know um, in my league, it is a keeper league. So we're keeping two guys. So hopefully um, you know, Throughout the offseason, some moves happen with some players and, you know, just more, uh, you know, easier for my guys to get the ball a bit more and things like that, depending on who I select. But we'll head on into it for our week 14 recap, the starts that we selected. Uh, Johnny, you want to go over your guy that you picked for week 14?
1: Sure, let's do it. So first off, I did say to Sean Watson at the Chicago Bears. And last week, I was saying the Chicago Bears, they've been so inconsistent as of late with their defense. And this week, they looked very, very good. Deshaun Watson only scored 14 points, only one passing touchdown. He was sacked six times, did rush for 38 yards. Um, But yeah, he didn't look good. Chicago looked really good. Their offense finally showed up. And that is very nice to see for Montgomery owners, for our Robinson owners. But uh, yeah, it was definitely not Deshaun Watson's week.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a tough game for him. Uh, I was watching a bit of the highlights there, and, you know, he was just, um like, very under duress for the game. That D-line was definitely getting to him a lot, you know, sacked six times. um, And, you know, it was just weird how sometimes when he goes to throw the ball, he does, like, a jump pass. Um, I know if it's, like, yeah. for the defenders mm-hmm. that try to swat the ball down. But, you know, I feel like that really messes up his footwork and his accuracy and everything, and it just – You know, it's just tough to see him uh, have that rough game against the Chicago Bears as that was a team that passed on him for Mitchell Trubisky. So, um, yeah, moving on to the second quarterback we said to sit. I said last week or to start, sorry, Philip Rivers at the Las Vegas Raiders. He was 19 of 28 attempts threw for 244 yards. He had two TDs, scored a total of 20.13 points. Pretty good game for Mr. Philip Rivers there. The old guy can definitely still get it done.
1: Yeah, he looked good. Uh, That was definitely a good start on your behalf. He ended up scoring, like you said, just over 20 points. I know the Raiders aren't great defensively, but the Colts have also, also been very inconsistent as well on offense this year. So it was good to see Phillip do his thing. But moving on to our receivers now, my start, Alan Lazard. I don't even want to talk about this one. Two receptions, 19 yards, 3.9 points. Uh, It looked like Rodgers was obviously going to Devontae Adams and then Valdez scantling a little more this game rather than Lazard. So that was uh, shitty to see. But, you know, like I said before, it's fantasy. What can you do? Some weeks Lazard has a great week. Others, he doesn't show up at all. So this was one of those weeks.
0: Yeah, it was just a very dominant game by, Devonte uh, Devontae Adams there. And, you know, uh, Aaron Jones getting his 15 carries for six, nine yards. They're just like doing really well offensively and just not spreading the ball out to the other guys. I mean, Devontae Adams is, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the league. So, uh, moving on to who I said to start wide receiver Sterling Shepard, uh, going against the Arizona Cardinals. He had three receptions, for 35 yards scored a total of 6.5 points, uh, Very sorry for those who started Sterling Shepard. It was very tough to watch my Giants struggle um, offensively. And, uh, you know, I feel like they rushed Daniel Jones into the game as well after seeing, uh, you know, some of his uh, throws and he was very hesitant to run. Um, Just didn't look like the same offense. So maybe they'll bounce back and Sterling Shepard could be someone that you could rely on if you're still in for the playoffs. But uh, let's move along to the running backs that we set to start.
1: Yeah, so my start last week on Thursday night game actually was Cam Akers against the Patriots, and he blew up. So I'm very happy to see that. 29 rushing attempts for 171 yards. Had a couple of receptions in there for 23 yards. Ultimately scored over 21 fantasy points. So I believe they do play the Jets, I want to say, next week for Week 15. So you start Akers at all costs, no matter what. It's definitely his backfield now. Henderson hardly saw any touches. I know Brown didn't see much either. Um, so Cam Akers, it's his backfield for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, Cam Akers was an absolute stud. Like, I had him in, my, in our league, and, um, you know, he had a really good game for me. But, you know, even with me losing, it's still a you know bright future for Cam Akers. And if you have him in, in like, a dynasty league or if you have keeper leagues, Um, And you're thinking about keeping him, you know, definitely keep an eye out for how he does for the last few weeks of the game. But moving on to uh, our second running back, we set to start David Montgomery versus the Houston Texans, 11 carries for 113 yards, one TD, three receptions for 42 yards, scored a total of 24.5 points. Absolute big game for David Montgomery, fantasy owners Uh, and, you know, watching that. Uh, Bears highlights and stuff, you know, the Houston Texans punt the ball to them. Uh, first play offensively for the Bears, David Montgomery just takes it to the house for a TD, and he just knew that it was going to be a good game for him after seeing that. Yeah, I was
1: extremely pumped for that. I ended up benching Chris Carson. Uh, I think that's what you told me last week to do. I, I benched Carson and I started Montgomery in the flex, and it worked out for me. He had 24 points and uh obviously helped me win my week there but it's great to see him doing well and uh, I hope he continues doing well for the rest of the season but moving on to our tight end starts uh, I can't even really talk about this one Noah Fant Denver Broncos he left very early in the game with a non-COVID-19 related illness um, so he didn't end up scoring any points at all but uh, Anthony I'll let you move on to your tight
0: end yeah, this one was a big disappointment. Tight end Hayden Hurst of the Atlanta Falcons going against the Los Angeles Chargers. He had one reception for seven yards, scored a total of one point seven points. Not a good uh, games for our tight ends that we've selected for uh, this for last week to start, but hopefully for this week we get it right. But we'll move on to the defense. We said.
1: Yes, the defense I ended up wanting to start was Tennessee at Jacksonville, and they did what was expected of them, only allowed 10 points, had an interception as as well in there, uh, just scored over 11 points. So that was very nice to see. Let's move on to our sits. I'm going to start off with my QB, Matt Stafford, against the Green Bay Packers. I think this was a pretty uh, good success for me here. He went 24-34, 244 yards. He did have one passing touchdown in there. But that was about it. He got sacked four times, only ended up scoring just over 12 points. So you definitely want something more than that for your quarterbacks. But that was definitely a safe sit option for sure.
0: Yeah, And the quarterback I said to sit, uh, Kyler Murray going against the New York Giants. He was 24-35, 244 yards, one TD. Uh, he had 13 carries for 47 yards and he was sacked once. So pretty similar numbers passing like from Matthew Stafford. But with the rushing numbers, you know, adds up his total score his he scored a total of 17.8 points pretty good game for kyler murray but you know there's definitely better options out there as well so we'll say that this one was a decent uh you know play if you did play him but if you did sit him hopefully you had someone that uh scored over that 17 points there
1: yeah, moving on to our wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to get clowned for this one for sure. I, I was on to a theory here to sit Stefan Diggs. I thought Pittsburghs was going to have a tough comeback game after their first loss of the season. And that was not the case. They have now lost two straight. Diggs went off, 10 receptions, 130 yards, a touchdown in there. Scored almost 30 fantasy points. So uh, I'm not going to sit. Stephon Diggs ever again I'm not going to talk about him at all Anthony you can talk about him all you want but I'm never going to say his name again
0: yeah um, it was definitely tough to see Stephon Diggs making catch after catch after catch Um, but you know it was just unfortunate for the Steelers defense that they had so many injuries on their uh, defense and like their best cornerback Joe Hayden was out for the game Uh, so that was kind of a big play into how Stefan Diggs kind of just went off against this defense, but you know, if Joe Hayden's healthy. You know, I kind of see it looking forward to um, you know, the Steelers defense, just shutting down like, you know, players uh, that are predominantly really good receivers. Like they shut down Terry McLaurin. Um, so, you know, it's just tough for, us to say to sit Stefan Diggs and that outcome happens where they have an injury to one of their better players but moving on to wide receiver Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins versus Kansas City Chiefs he suffered a leg injury in the second quarter and did not return to the game uh, he didn't score anything or get any of the passes targets or anything prior to the injury so He's definitely a good sit decision there and just very unfortunate for the injury. Hopefully he's healthy and able to come back for week 15. Uh, and the running backs that we said to sit, Johnny, you want to take care of that first one there?
1: For sure. Yeah. So he said to sit Houston, Texan, David Johnson again at the Chicago bears. And that was obviously a very good sit. He has hasn't been doing too, too hot as of late, uh, Last night, he went eight rushes, 26 yards. Had a couple of receptions in there for actually 53 yards, which was nice. He did have a fumble, though. Only scored 8.4 points. And obviously, again, you don't want that as a starting running back in your lineup, especially in in playoff time. So if you did end up sitting him, that was a very good decision for you.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a good decision to sit David Johnson. And it was very tough offensively to see the Texans struggle against the Chicago Bears Uh, but moving on to the running back we said to sit the next one was Kareem Hunt versus the Baltimore Ravens that game is to be determined uh, just because we are recording before the game Uh, so we'll move on to the tight ends that we said to sit
1: yeah so starting off Green Bay Packer Rob Tunyon at the Detroit Lions had a pretty slow game honestly only five receptions, 36 yards but he did end up having that one touchdown in there. So he did get boosted up to 14.6 points. So that definitely did not help my cause. Um, But other than that touchdown, I would have been safe, but he did end up getting it. Um, But he's been looking very, very solid. So if you don't have a great tight end option, which I know a lot of teams don't, uh, Tunyon's definitely a safe start most likely for the next week and week 16 as well.
0: Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with uh, Robert Tunyon just because I had him. In fantasy, and the guy that I was going against picked him up, started him in their starting tight end spot. Uh, and I was hoping that he wouldn't catch TD, and the next thing you know, he does. <laughs> oh. um, definitely very unfortunate. You know, it was definitely a revenge game for Tanya, I thought he was out to get me. He definitely did. So that guy's going on to the, moving forward to the next round of the playoffs while I'm now planning for next year. But... We'll move on to the next guy that we set to sit: Tyler Higby versus the New England Patriots. He had two receptions for 34 yards, scored a, to- scored a total of 5.4 points. Uh, definitely a good bench option there. Just now seeing that Cam Akers is now the focal point of the offense with the 29 carries that he just had, um, and just exploding on the field overall. Just a you know pretty good option there to sit, and definitely maybe one we'll have to keep an eye out moving forward.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Last but not least, I will mention what defense I said to sit didn't work. As uh as I mentioned earlier, Pittsburgh. I thought they were gonna have a great game that didn't end up happening. Buffalo defensively actually had a really really good game. Only allowed 15 points. Had a sack in there, two interceptions, and a pick six. So ended up scoring just over 13 points. And honestly, anything above 10 points for your defense that's what you love to see, especially in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, You know, it was just, I, I guess we thought the opposite with the defenses there for Pittsburgh, wanting to be the better option uh, there. And then the Buffalo defense to sit, just things going to work out in our favor. And that pick six was uh, pretty rough to see from Big Ben. But Moving on to the injuries, uh, Q, QB of the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford suffered a rib injury. He might be missing uh, the week 15 matchup. So definitely keep an eye out for that. And Washington football team, Alex Smith, suffered a calf injury. Uh, hopefully that he's able to come back for week 15, and it's nothing too serious.
1: Yeah, moving on, I think, Anthony, you mentioned this one. Wide receiver on the Dolphins, Devontae Parker. Did suffer that leg injury, so we're going to wait and see this week if he ends up practicing or not. Uh, next up, Debu Samuel. He, uh, I believe he left pretty early as well in that 49ers game. He had a hamstring injury so we'll see what happens with that uh tight end on the dolphins mike josecki suffered a shoulder injury he had a very very good game um ended up getting that shoulder injury pretty late in the game um so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that next up tampa bay buccaneers running back ronald jones came out today that he may have possibly fractured his pinky last night in the game um Obviously, he, he, he should be able to play with that, but it might limit his snap counts, especially if Leonard Fournette comes back. And uh, moving on to more injuries uh, that were released today on the LA Chargers, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry all did not practice today. Uh, it did say that most of them had, so for Eckler, quad injury, Allen hamstring, Henry hip injury, but... Um, but that may just be for rest. They do have a Thursday night matchup this week against the Raiders. So, again, that might be just for rest. They might actually be injured. But we'll uh, we'll have a better thought on that tomorrow if they do end up practicing or not.
0: Yeah, it's uh, definitely a big, you know, worry for some people, you know, to see that the running back, star wide receiver, and tight end all in the injury list there with uh, not participating on Monday's practice but um you know it's just a rest thing i think and they'll just be able to rest up for the game on thursday we're moving on to our week 15 starts what a great transition i'm saying to start justin herbert uh against the las vegas raiders playing this thursday and looking at the stats last week versus the atlanta falcons herbert was 36 of 44 Uh, had 243 passing yards, scored two TDs through the air. He had one interception, scored a total of 17.10 fantasy points, which is all right. Uh, You know, he had a great matchup. He has a great matchup going against the Raiders as they've recently just fired their defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, and promoted Rod Marinelli uh, from the D line coach to the interim defensive coordinator. So, This game being on a short week for this Raiders defense, uh, you know, to turn things around entirely. uh, It's just going to be pretty hard for that Raiders defense to do all that. So it kind of gives me the confidence in Herbert to have a good game like he did in week eight versus the Raiders. So week eight, we'll look at his numbers. Herbert was 28-42. of He had 326 passing yards, two TDs. He had five rushes for 24 yards as well. And one fumble, he scored a total of 24.27 fantasy points. And uh, the Raiders' defense right now have given up the eighth most most passing yards this season, as well as 22 touchdowns through the air. So I'm definitely going to ride with Justin Herbert going against the Raiders. Um, You know, just very good quarterback, even though he is a rookie. Uh, And like I said, you know, firing their D coordinator. Um, it's just going to be tough for this defense to turn it around.
1: Yeah, Herbert has looked so good ever since he got that start in week two, I believe it was. And the Raiders' D has been very questionable, as we saw one or two weeks ago against the Jets. They almost blew it. Um, But I know Herbert's definitely going to capitalize on that, and he's definitely a very, very good start for week 15. Uh, But Moving on to my QB start this week, it's going to be Ryan Tannehill against the Detroit Lions. So last week against Jacksonville, only threw for 212 yards, which isn't too, too much, but he did end up having two passing touchdowns, scored just over 20 fantasy points. So this week against Detroit, Detroit averages the sixth most passing yards per game in the league with just over 263. The Titans are fighting for a playoff spot as of right now. So Tannehill will definitely be using his receiving weapons in A.J. Brown and Corey Davis for a lot of the game, as well as uh, Derrick Henry in there. I know Detroit's rushing defense isn't great either, so he's going to most likely have a very, very good week. But Tannehill's been on a roll lately. I think in the past two games, he's he's just over 600 passing yards, or 601. And Detroit is one of the worst in the league, averaging at least two passing touchdowns per game. So obviously that's what you want to see in your starting quarterback Uh, For week 15, obviously, you want to see a bunch of touchdowns being thrown. Maximize those points to get you to the finals in the playoffs. Um, But Tannehill has only played Detroit once in his career six years ago, so you can't really base any stats off that game today. Um, But yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. But I think Ryan Tannehill is definitely a safe start for week 15.
0: Ryan Tannehill has been absolutely um, you know, a great quarterback option for fantasy owners, very low on the radar um, to even consider wanting to draft him. And, you know, um, he's just been absolutely balling. And with AJ Brown making those that phenomenal one handed catch uh, last week against Jacksonville, like this team offensively is really good. Uh Ryan Tannehill is definitely that guy that can, you know, boost the overall talent of the team as well. Um, so, You know, he's definitely, you know, a good option to start against the Lions, like you were saying. But moving on to the running backs that we said start, I'll run with my guy, J.K. Dobbins versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, You know, we still to be determined versus the Cleveland Browns as we were recording this before the game, like we said earlier. So uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense has been absolutely atrocious at stopping the run. As last week, they allowed King Henry to rush for 215 yards and two TDs. Uh, overall Jacksonville has given up the third most rushing yards this season, as well as the ninth most rushing TDs, uh, last three weeks, the Jaguars have given up 601 rushing yards and four TDs as well. Uh, last week, you know, versus the Titans, they gave up, uh, they gave up the 215 yards to Derrick Henry there and the two TDs. Um, and you know, week 13 versus the Vikings, they gave up 104, 145 yards. Uh, and then week 12, they gave up the 207 yards, you know, uh, to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So, you know, uh, over those games, those teams, the Titans were ranked number one in rush yards. The Vikings are ranked number fifth in rushing yards and the Browns are ranked number six in rush yards. Um, so with that, the Ravens right now are currently ranked second in rushing yards. So with them being ranked so high, like some of these other teams, kind of gives me, you know, that picture of just seeing them run the ball and just absolutely destroying this Jacksonville Jaguars defense on the ground. Uh, and Dobbins has slowly taken over the Ravens' backfield as he slowly logged majority of the snaps uh, in recent weeks and even though we don't know the outcome of the game against the Browns. uh, If Dobbins is healthy and all goes well, he's definitely a guy I would want to start for week 15.
1: Yeah, he's definitely a good start for sure. Like you were mentioning, he's definitely slowly taking over that backfield. I know Mark Ingram, he's pretty much relevant in fantasy now. So it's really between Dobbins and, and Gus Edwards. They both look very, very good as of late, but Like you were saying, Dobbins has just looked really, really good. And the Jaguars, like you said, Henry tore them up. It's very easy to tear up that Jaguars defense. So I think with Lamar in there rushing and yeah, they're just going to get torn apart, I think. And Dobbins is going to have himself a very good week 15. But moving on to my running back start of the week, it's going to be DeAndre Swift against those Titans. So last week against the Green Bay Packers, Only ended up having 24 rushing yards, a couple of receptions in there for 26 yards, but did have that rushing touchdown. So he ended up scoring just over 15 fantasy points. Swift has gotten over 40 40 fantasy points in his last two games that he's played. He was out there with an injury for two or three weeks, I believe. Um, But obviously in the playoffs, you have to ride the hot hand. Swift's snap percentage will continue to rise until the rest of the season. Um, You know, Adrian Peterson and On Johnson, they haven't been really getting any looks at all, any snaps. Um, So Swift has definitely gotten that backfield. In Detroit, the Titans' run defense hasn't been great, averaging around 114 rushing yards per game to opposing running backs. Last game against the Jaguars, James James Robinson picked up just, just over 65 rushing yards with 67 on 12 attempts. And uh, he did also have a touchdown, but they called that back. So that would have got him close to 20 fantasy points. So I'd, I'd expect Swift to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, like Swift would have probably had two TDs if on Johnson did not absolutely vulture the one TD that he scored yeah. with his like two rush attempts for the three. You're right, yeah. So like DeAndre Swift is definitely a really good back and someone that you could still play, even though he plays for the Detroit Lions. Um, But moving on to the wide receivers that we said start, I'm going to say start Deontay Johnson at the Cincinnati Bengals uh, last week at the Buffalo Bills. He was targeted seven times. He had four receptions for 40 yards. He scored a total of eight points. Uh, And, you know, Mike Tomlin said uh, uh, that they can catch the ball or they can get replaced by those who will catch it. You know, that's a quote by him. That's something that he said about addressing the issues that the Steelers receiving group has had with their drops and it's been tough for Deontay Johnson as he's had 12 drops this year and he was benched after his second crucial drop in the first half and seeing James Washington score a TD in his place like you know that could have easily have been uh, his touchdown uh, reception and it would have put him over the top in fantasy numbers but you know he was on the bench so on a year that where Deontay has only had a catch percentage of 61% Um, He's ranked 147th in the league with that catch percentage. And, um, you know, even though with all that against him, I think this is still a good game in which he should be uh, starting in your lineup against the Bengals. And this will definitely boost his confidence for you for that final game in your playoffs for fantasy football. Uh, Week 10, you look at that matchup versus the Bengals. He had six receptions for 116 yards, one TD. He scored a total of 23.6 fantasy points. Uh, You know, the Bengals are definitely not a contending team in the playoffs at all. And the Pittsburgh offense is really good. They have a lot of talent all across the field offensively. So I could definitely see Big Ben trusting Deontay Johnson to get the ball in his hands and make a play, you know, put up those big numbers like he did in week 10. He is a start for week 15.
1: Yeah, at this point, Pittsburgh's pissed. They wanted to get back in the win column, especially against the Bengals. And like you were saying, Deontay Johnson, he's an extremely talented receiver, but he has had a lot of drops this season. And and Tomlin's not afraid to to you know bench you if, if you keep dropping the ball. So um, like you were saying, I think it's definitely going to be a, a comeback game here for Johnson against the Bengals, and it's definitely going to bring his confidence back up. But moving on to my wide receiver start, It's going to be Justin Jefferson on the Minnesota Vikings against the Chicago Bears. So last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he had eight targets, only four receptions for 39 yards, also did have a two-point conversion, scored just under 10 points with 9.9, which is probably one of his worst games of the year. Um, Thielen and Jefferson are definitely that core weapon group that Cousins has to use. Besides uh, that running back that they uh, have, I forget his name, Dalvin Cook, I think. But anyways, Chicago's so inconsistent right now that uh, honestly, any Viking would be a safe start, especially being on their home turf for week 15. Chicago did have a good week last week against the Texans. Don't get me wrong, but it is the Texans. Their season was over a while ago. And now with Fuller out of the lineup, it's pretty easy to stop what they have going. So... The Vikings have a fully healthy team going into week 15. So I'd expect both Thielen and Jefferson to put up pretty solid points this week. Um, Chicago has allowed around 232 passing yards per game. Um, But over the past three games, it's raised to 255. And they average around one and a half passing touchdowns per game against. But again, over those last three games, they're second worst in the league averaging just under three touchdowns passing touchdowns per game with 2.7 with the jets being number one, allowing three passing touchdowns per game. So honestly, any receiver that's on that Vikings team right now, I say you start them because Chicago is really struggling with that and you want as many points as possible.
0: Yeah, this is definitely going to be a huge game for Justin Jefferson again to go against the uh, Chicago bears. Um, You know, watching the highlights from when they played earlier this year, week 10, and he had that, those, uh you know, he didn't, he wasn't able to score. I think Adam Thielen was the one that scored those two TDs that game, but he was very productive with eight receptions, 135 yards. So yeah, he's definitely, you know, a big start right there for the, for the Vikings. And he's taken over probably the most, I think, targets on the team. Uh, over Thielen I think he just has one target over him but still like he's definitely emerged as a star in this league Uh, but moving on to the tight ends to start Rob Gronkowski the Hall of Famer at the Atlanta Falcons uh, last week versus the Minnesota Vikings he had one reception for two yards and one TD scored a total of 7.2 points Uh, there's a big Gronk spike there as well almost took out Tristan Wirth's head if you didn't see it you definitely got to watch that video it's pretty funny. Um, The Atlanta Falcons have played uh, better defensively since firing Dan Quinn. I think we've mentioned that on our podcast earlier this year. But however, I cannot see this defense stopping Tom Brady after what he did in the Super Bowl against them back in 2017. Uh, Gronk has scored five TDs this year. And just seeing how much of a red zone threat he is, I could definitely see him putting up another tut against this Atlanta defense and seeing another big Gronk spike. Uh, Atlanta has allowed 73 receptions and nine TDs to opposing tight ends which is the third most in the league so definitely start Rob Gronkowski in your lineup we're gonna see a big Gronk spike against this Atlanta defense that Tom Brady just absolutely abuses
1: yeah I, I hope you're right with this one because I know in our league I have him starting it. he didn't have a great game last week but he did get that touchdown so it did raise his points a little bit but I hope he obviously gets more receptions this week. Hopefully that touchdown as well. Um, So I really hope you're right about that one, Anthony. But moving on to my tight end start of the week, it's going to be Eric Ebron um, against those Cincinnati Bengals. Last week against Buffalo, he did put up five targets, only two receptions for 30 yards. He also did have a two-point conversion, ended up scoring seven points but Ebron has only scored seven points or less in fantasy since week seven. Um, I believe it was twice. I think he's only scored seven points or less. So he's he's definitely one of the top tight ends right now for targets and receptions um, behind Kelsey, Waller, and Engram. Ebron had six targets and two receptions for 38 yards in the week 10 game against the Bengals, only putting up 5.8 points. So that was the other game that he only put up seven or less points since week seven. So, He's definitely uh, been emerging since then, but the Bengals are ranked fourth worst for tight end points allowed this season. And with the Steelers losing two straight, like I said before, I think they're going to be pissed. They're going to have a strong comeback game to clinch that playoff spot with a win over the Bengals. Ebron has the third most targets out of any tight end in in the league in the last three weeks with 27 behind Kelsey and Waller. So obviously the more targets you have, the more receptions you potentially could have. And that's very key in the playoffs, especially right now, especially in PPR leagues. You want as many of those points as possible. And and with those targets comes potential points. So anything helps at this point.
0: Yeah, Eric Ebron is a stud in the tight end position. Like um, he wasn't even on my radar when we were like doing draft and doing our draft and stuff for the fantasy leagues. Um, He was just like a waiver pickup. Um, I know like for the team that did pick him up in our league, like he was just, you know, on the waivers and he's just been a stud for, um, a while now. So he's definitely a good option to start and, you know, going against the Bengals, um, definitely him and Deontay, you know, they've had their fair share of drops on the offense, but, you know, definitely big game for both of them to bounce back. It's a good start in my opinion. Glad we stacked up on that one a bit for week 15, but moving on to defense, Uh, I'm going to give the starting nod to my New York Giants going against the Cleveland Browns. And looking at last week versus the Arizona Cardinals, I know it was tough. They allowed 26 points and only got one sack. They scored a total of 3.04 fantasy points. It was a tough game for the Giants uh, as the offense had continuously put them in bad situations on the field. You know, giving up the ball uh, three times and over the past two weeks, they've given up only... 447 passing yards as well as 270 rush yards Um, and this browns uh, offense over the past two weeks have put up 917 yards of total offense which is really good but you got to look at who they played against and it was the tennessee titans and jacksonville jaguars Um, the giants are ranked way ahead of those two teams as the giants are ranked eighth against the run And they're sitting at 18th against the pass. However, the Browns offensively are only ranked 28th in passing in the NFL. So with, uh, you know, Odell out for the remainder of the year and their only option really is Jarvis Landry uh, with the receivers, you know, I could see James Bradbury going against him and, you know, um, them being able to, you know, shut him down and Baker having to work with the other guys that are on the field. Just not enough uh, talent out there at the wide receiver position. Uh, and just seeing how they are against the run for the Giants being eighth against the run in the NFL. Like, I know the Browns are very good at running the ball offensively, but, you know, I could just see them uh, just shutting out them for the passing game and just maybe focusing on the run, but it'll just keep them behind. And, you know, the Giants are going to be able to come back and get a win against the Browns.
1: Like I said, I hope you're right with Gronk, but I hope you're wrong with this one because uh, I do have Chubb in two out of my three leagues and I hope he tears your Giants up. But like you said, yeah, the Browns have played two not so great teams over the past couple of weeks. So that's why their offense has been really killing it. But I know the Giants, they're obviously fighting for that playoff spot behind the Washington football team. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with that. I think that's a primetime game as well on Sunday night. So it's going to be a great uh, great game to watch. But let's move on to our sits for week 15. I'll start off with my first quarterback. And it's going to be Taysom Hill on those New Orleans Saints against the KC Chiefs. So last week against Philadelphia, Hill did have his best game passing-wise uh, with 291 yards. Did have two passing touchdowns in there as well, but did throw an interception. Had 33 rushing yards as well as one fumble loss, ultimately scoring. 23.9 fantasy points uh again he did have a decent game against the eagles but it wasn't amazing it's, it's it's super easy to say that hill has had a success uh out of his four starts so far as a starting qb on the saints team but three of those four games it was against the falcons and the broncos so obviously those are really good matchups for any qb in the league um and obviously as we saw yesterday when you put him up against a very talented defensive team like the Eagles it shows so next week won't be any easier against the Chiefs KC allows on average around 230 passing yards per game Um, but over the last three games has been 260 so they're kind of struggling a little bit Um, but again Taysom doesn't really throw the ball as much as he likes to run it so we'll wait and see what happens with that strategy Um, again KC is only allowed on average around 111 rushing yards per game to opponents so that's going to be with Hill. That's going to be with Kamara. So it's definitely going to be a tough offensive game for the Saints. Um, but again, I think it's going to be a tough call, whether you want to start him or not, but it's definitely going to be a safer option to pick up a QB like Jared Goff, who are going up against the New York Jets next week.
0: Yeah, definitely a good idea to sit Taysom Hill versus the Chiefs. Um, You know, Tua kind of struggled a bit going against this defense and everything. He threw his first interception of his career, uh and Taysom Hill is more a predominant runner than he is a thrower so it's definitely gonna be a tough uh game for him going against this Chiefs defense but we'll look into the next quarterback we say to sit I'm gonna roll with Drew Locke versus the Buffalo Bills uh last week at the Carolina Panthers he was 21 of 27 for 280 yards threw four TDs had six rushes for four yards he was sacked once uh, he fumbled the ball twice, and he lost it once, and the once he recovered it as well. But he scored a total of 31 points. Uh, you know, he played lights out uh, lights out against the Carolina Panthers. But, you know, going against the Bills, it's definitely going to be a tough matchup. And even with them being ranked 20th in pass defense, you look at their matchup last week against the Steelers, and they looked like, you know, a top five defense. They held Roethlisberger to 187 passing yards. Uh, he had two TDs, but, you know, he had the two interceptions as well. And one was a pick six. Uh, and you got to look at their defensive roster as well with Tredavious White. He's been able to lock down opposing wide receivers as he's only given up 55% of completions and only three TDs on the year. So, you know, he'll be locking down Jerry Judy, who is Locke's number one wide receiver.
1: Yeah, and like you are saying, that's definitely a good sit option for sure. The Bills are definitely hot right now, coming off of a huge win against the Steelers. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Broncos switch up that strategy on offense. But most likely, it's definitely a safer sit for sure for Drew Locke. But moving on to our running back sits of the week. This is a tough one for me to say, but it's going to be Ezekiel Elliott against the San Francisco 49ers. So last week against the Bengals. Elliott had 12 rushing attempts for only 48 yards, had two receptions for 11 yards, only scored 7.9 fantasy points. So I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. Zeke really has not been the same ever since Dak went down in week five with that gruesome ankle injury. Um, but over the last three weeks, Zeke has only put up over just over 24 fantasy points. Um, and you really do not want to see that most likely because he spent a top five draft pick on him, but um, that definitely relates to his target numbers, which drastically went down uh, in week six to right to now. He usually, uh, I think he averaged around seven or eight targets uh, from weeks one to five. And now he really only gets around three to four. So that definitely hurts hurts his point production. Um, The Cowboys do have a very, very tough rest of the season with the 49ers this week, and then a tough Philadelphia Eagles defense in week 16. So, the 49ers have only allowed around 105 rushing yards per game and one of the best in the league with only 0.6 rushing TDs per game allowed. So uh, it's definitely going to hurt Ezekiel Elliott for sure. And uh, it's definitely a safer option to keep him on the bench.
0: Yeah. And it's just unfortunate, like, you know, with uh, their O-line, it's not the, they're not healthy at all. They don't have the same guys that they've had in, uh, in years of the past with Ezekiel Elliott, you know, rushing the ball and him getting all those rushing numbers, all those TDs and stuff. And, you know, Zeke isn't really a uh, receiving option out of the backfield. They got Tony Pollard there as well. That takes the opportunities from him in the passing game. So, uh, you know, it's just tough to start Zeke uh, as a starting running back for your fantasy lineup there, as he's just mainly relying on, you know, his rushing attempts, but when he doesn't get it, then it's just like, what else do you do with him? So um, you know on the offense so it's just tough so he's definitely a good option there that you said to sit uh, but moving on to the next guy that we said to sit I'll be going with Clyde Edwards lair going against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans last week at the Miami Dolphins he had 16 rush attempts for 32 yards and only five receptions for 59 yards scored a total of 14.6 fantasy points pretty decent numbers if you ask me but uh, going against the New Orleans Saints I'm not looking forward to that matchup as Clyde has really slowed down offensively ever since Le'Veon Bell has entered the picture in Week 7. From Week 7 onward, he has only rushed the ball 60 times for 219 yards and three TDs, as well as only having 21 targets but making 14 of those targets. Uh, He only caught 14 of those targets for 116 yards and one TD. He's been able to find the end zone at times. However, this with the Chiefs able to score at will through the air on like deep passes. uh, You know, we see Mahomes throwing to Tyreek everywhere. And, you know, he gets the ball to Kelsey. But it's just tough to see Clyde Edwards Edwards Hilaire um, not living up to his potential as fantasy owners had thought he would have had earlier this season. Uh, You know, like the Saints, as always, they're ranked number one. Against the run in the NFL, and they've only allowed an average of thirteen points uh, to opposing running, back, running backs. They've given up only five TDs on the ground, and through and through the air, they've only allowed two to the opposing running backs. So, given those numbers and the offense that the Chiefs run, uh, you know, I'm just gonna say, you know, sit Hilaire for Week 15 against the New Orleans Saints.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a safe sit option for sure. I know. Miles Sanders really tore up that Saints D last night. But again, Clyde has really slowed down, which really sucks, again, because most people did use that first-round pick on him. Um, So it really sucks to see him not put up those points that we're hoping to see him put up. But again, the Saints obviously extremely tough to run against, so it's definitely safer to keep him on the bench. But moving on to our wide receiver sits, this is another tough one for me to say. It's going to be Cole Beasley against the Denver Broncos last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Did have 10 targets, but only five receptions for 41 yards, scored just over nine points with 9.1. And I think a lot of us really underestimated Beasley at the beginning of the season with Stephon Diggs coming into that Bills offense. And surprisingly, Beasley rarely scores under 10 points a week. Um, although Diggs does get 10 plus targets a week, Beasley usually rings in around at least eight per week. So uh, it clearly puts a huge strain on opposing defenses. Obviously, if Diggs is covered, Allen can throw to Beasley. If Beasley's covered, vice versa. But um, and that being said, Beasley and the Bills have two tough remaining games against the Broncos and Patriots. Obviously, when I say the Broncos, you don't really think it's a tough matchup. But surprisingly, they are sixth best for opposing wide receiver points against. Um, They average just around 220 passing yards per game and only 1.2 passing touchdowns per game against, so uh, that puts them at second best in the league which really surprised me when i was looking this up but if you're feeling lucky that beasley's gonna get that touchdown for you go ahead and start him but if you have another option i'd say keep him on the bench
0: i am surprised you're saying a bench my boy cole beasley against the i know Broncos. i know that was gonna hurt you but yeah that kind of hurts a bit but you know um yeah, I could definitely see, like, you know, the numbers that you're saying there for the Broncos defense definitely surprised me as well. I did not even think that they were that good defensively, uh, you know, to shutting down wide receivers. But, you know, kudos to you. It, it, you know, it's a very good uh, research that you're doing there. It's very surprising. But we'll move on to the next guy that we say to bench. You know, Christian Kirk versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Last week at the New York Giants, he had three receptions for 14 yards, scored a total of 4.4 fantasy points. Uh, Christian Kirk hasn't been able to put up big numbers the last five weeks, and it's definitely been disappointing for fantasy owners. Uh, He's someone you should definitely bench as they will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles. And with Kenyon Drake back and healthy for the Cardinals, they seem to be more balanced offensively uh, with running the ball and passing as opposed to dominantly throwing the ball um, all around the yard there, as some people have thought with Kiff. Cliff Kingsbury offense uh, over the past three weeks, the Cardinals thrown the ball 108 times and have run the ball 98 times. Uh, when Kirk and the overall offense was at its best, you know, you got to look at who they were playing, which is the worst pass defenses in the league. Um, I believe it was like uh, Seattle, Dallas, and uh, one other team. Ah, it was the jets of course. Yeah. So going <laughs> against those three teams, you know, it's just, it was just definitely big production numbers for Kirk uh, and he's just seeing that. And now that they're going against, you know, better secondaries, I just think Kirk should just sit on your bench going up against the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Yeah. Like I saw yesterday with my Saints going up against the Eagles, it was, it was definitely tough going against that Eagles defense. So obviously Christian Kirk, not being that number one receiver on the Cardinals, it's definitely going to be tough for him to put up points and, Again, against those Giants, he didn't really do anything. So it's definitely safer to keep him on the bench. But moving on to our tight end sits of the week, I'm going to say Hunter Henry versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Last week against the Atlanta Falcons, he did have eight targets for six receptions and 41 yards. He scored just over 10 points. Um, But Henry has done pretty well over the course of the season, being in the top five uh, tight ends in the league. The Chargers did play the Raiders in week nine with Henry having only four receptions in 33 yards. And as questionable as the Raiders defense is, they do rank 11th best for uh, tight end points against, um, but only 19th uh, for wide receiver points against. So and that being said, I think the Raiders, um, obviously they're better for tight end coverage. So I think the Chargers are going to use those wide receivers and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, if they're both healthy, obviously, um, and as well as Austin Eckler. So again, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that injury report if they do end up practicing Tuesday, Wednesday. So we'll have to keep an eye out on that. But again, I think with the Raiders being one of the better teams in the league for tight end coverage, um, it's safer to keep him on the bench and going with another option.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, a good option to bench him seeing as the Raiders defense are ranked uh, 11th best in the league against the tight end position. Um, but also too, like, you know, uh, Herbert just really, you know, focuses on Keenan Allen um, and with Eckler back, you know, it's easy for him to just dunk dunk it down to him uh, as a check down. So definitely a good idea to sit Hunter Henry versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Moving on to the next tight end, we said sit Irv Smith Jr. versus the Chicago Bears. Last week at Tampa Bay, Irv Smith had four receptions for 63 yards and one TD scored a total of 16.3 fancy points. Um, you know, Irv Smith jr. Has been very inconsistent all year as he's had multiple games without scoring anything. And then games where he just barely puts up five points, uh, only targeted 27 times this year. And I believe he's 10 targets behind Kyle Rudolph as well. So, uh, with the obvious two studs of Jefferson and Thielen, um, it's just has, he's just very um, non-existent in the passing game. So he's definitely someone that you could definitely sit going against the Chicago Bears for week 15.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is with those Vikings tight ends, but Kirk doesn't really seem to like to throw it to them. Obviously, having Jefferson and Thielen definitely helps in the receiving game, but again, with those tight ends, they they kind of don't really exist in that offense. So it's definitely safer to keep them on the bench. But moving on, last but not least, our defense sit of the week, it's going to be the New Orleans Saints against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is pretty self-explanatory. I know, obviously, the Chiefs' best offensive team in the league last week against the Philadelphia Eagles for the Saints, 24 points allowed. Did have a fumble recovery, but only ended up scoring 3.6 points. So I don't think it's going to be too, too much higher than that. Obviously against the Chiefs, they can do anything at will. So it's going to be an extremely close game, but uh, I think it's definitely safer to stream a defense on the waiver wire this week um, rather than
0: playing the Saints. Yeah, definitely a safe bet there for anybody, any defense that really goes against the Chiefs. But, you know, that wraps up our episode eight of the FF in the six podcast. Thank you all for listening. And, you know, we've been pretty happy with starting this up and how we've been doing so far. Hopefully we've gotten you guys, uh, you know, into the playoffs and you guys have been successful. Uh, just always tweet at the show as well on our social media pages. We're definitely always happy to respond. You could always hit us up on Twitter at FF in the six. Um, and, you know, give us a follow on instagram as well uh we're and you can definitely download our podcast on spotify uh and give us a look on youtube as well and hit the subscribe button we definitely want to rack those up uh before the season ends so thank you all for listening and good luck for week 15 in your fancy playoffs